0: Hey folks, I am Ryan Goodman and you are listening to the Beef Runner podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at beefrunner.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Beef Runner. Hey guys, Ryan Beef Runner here and got a bit of a sobering episode for you today with some personal stories. In 2017, farm accidents resulted in the deaths of 416 farmers and farm workers. Every day about 100 agricultural workers suffer a lost work time injury. In 2014, an estimated 12,000 youth were injured on farms. 4,000 of those injuries were due to farm work. These statistics from the CDC are sobering, but these events are preventable. On the podcast this week, Carrie and I share some personal stories. Both of our families have been deeply affected by farm accidents. Our hope is that by sharing our stories, others can take a second to stop, think, and look around to prevent these casualties from happening to other families. Thanks to our sponsor, David Hayden from Kentucky. I think you'll appreciate this. And thank you for buying us a beer and a bourbon, which was needed for this episode and sharing some of these stories. And if you'd like to help to support the podcast or get me to the Wisconsin for future episodes, look me up on Venmo as Beef Runner. And so I hope you appreciate this over beer series episode on farm accidents. <laughs> Welcome back to the Frontier Podcast, another over a beer series, which might turn into an over a whiskey series. In this might <laughs> you've already poured yourself a little beverage? A little beverage from uh, our friend David Hayden down in
1: Kentucky. Yeah. David,
0: you said you wanted to, wanted to buy a bourbon, so cheers! Cheers! I poured bourbon in your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Ryan Goodman.
1: I'm Carrie Mess.
0: And we're Dairy Carry Beef Runner, and we are in the frozen tundra of Wisconsin. Right. Cold. March is on its way.
1: Really, I'm just looking
0: towards April. <laughs> Warmer season. Yes. So we pulled out the, I pulled out the bourbon, the whiskey for this episode because we want to touch on something that's definitely a heavy topic in agriculture.
1: It's hard. This one is something that hits both of us.
0: Both of us, both of our families, very close, and lots of families that we know within agriculture. Right. Something that you never know, you you always see in the headlines, and you just think, well, that's never going to be us.
1: Right. So we're going to talk about farm safety.
0: Something that can be, you know, something we talk about, and something that, yeah, we go through the rules, you know, we've got that handbook in the barn.
1: Do you see see this already? I'm crying. We haven't even started.
0: Right. But I think it's important to talk about. Yep. It's there, but we don't always take it seriously as sometimes we could.
1: I think that people in general have this idea that they're immortal. And I think farmers and ranchers take that to the next level because we focus so much on what has to be done in a day that we forget that we're not superhuman.
0: You know, I think for a good right, you know, we're good equipment operators. We're good at handling animals and livestock. And... I think, yeah, we can handle what comes our way. I'm good at riding a horse and handling those things. And
1: right. We work around livestock. We work around machinery. It's what we do day in and day out. And it's so easy for one thing to go wrong.
0: And that's all it takes.
1: Right. So we're going to share a few facts with you, and then we're both going to share our stories. I'm probably going to go first, so that bourbon <laughs> that Ryan is drinking can help him share his. So facts, quick. Farm accidents are most likely to happen to those under 15 and over 65. Our kids on the farm and the older generation on the farm are most likely. Now, that doesn't mean that those of you in the middle don't have farm accidents. Right, because most the most
0: likely. farm accidents take place during the summer months.
1: Right, when we're, we're out harvesting there. and. And tractors, machinery, accidents are the most common.
0: Because we're out there long hours. Right. Sometimes prioritize work over our mental and physical health.
1: Right. And you know that PTO shaft, we took the guard off to fix it, and we just didn't put the guard back on because we needed to hurry. And then all of a sudden, we're really wishing we put that guard back on.
0: Or sometimes it's, I put my hand where it shouldn't have been. Right. And now one finger's shorter than it should be. Right.
1: I don't think there's a farmer or rancher out there who doesn't know somebody who can't count to 10 today
0: because nine and a half
1: yeah or eight and that's the best case scenario right right losing a limb is almost best case scenario it is in a lot of these farm accidents because farm accidents are particularly deadly we on farms are further away from resources we are further away from hospitals takes longer for paramedics first responders to get to us and a lot of the time we're working alone that all comes into play with our stories it does so take a deep breath i guess tune in and listen here to the stories that will be part of our lives forever
0: kind of wanted to share these in just hopes of raising a little bit of awareness you know it's something that you know as we head into springtime planting season summer season all that's going on even during calving season and in the early early months yeah there are always things and hazards out there that we can pay closer attention right. to and i think talking a little bit more about some of these things because they happen to so many of us that will help keep it a little bit more top of mind
1: I think that, you know, with Facebook, we hear about farm accidents more often now just because we know somebody who knows somebody, but that hasn't always been the case. So I think farm safety has been more front and center, but isn't nearly front and center enough right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot more here in the Midwest, a lot more money being pulled into grain bin safety and like response stuff for first responders and emergency personnel to have what they need to rescue people from grain bins. But it was just a few weeks ago here in Wisconsin that two people were killed in a grain bin.
0: You know, a lot of these farm accidents take place in older facilities, yeah. Especially in handling livestock. Things that, well, we know now that maybe we didn't know when they were built or right. things that were modified. Things modif- that
1: just simply wore out. Yeah. Or things that sucked the first time around, so we modified them.
0: Right. Things that are modified or, or things that just are lacking on maintenance. And right. that results in hazards around the workplace that could be avoided, but can result in injury or worse. So, July
1: 6th, 2015, I was seven and a half months pregnant. And I was headed to my OB appointment for a three-hour glucose test because I had failed my one-hour glucose test. And I pulled out of the driveway and was about a mile from our house when the first squad passed me with the lights going. And, you know, I'm an anxious person, so I, I worry anytime there's sirens on our road. We know everyone on our road, so if there's sirens on our road, something's going on. But our road is also many miles long, so I kept going. And then another squad passed me, and when that squad passed me, for some reason the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I called my husband. He was at the farm, and he didn't answer because he was milking. It was 8 o'clock in the morning, maybe? Yeah, because I was pregnant and I wasn't. I was fasting for this blood test, so I wanted it right away in the morning called my husband and he didn't answer. So I called my mother-in-law's phone. Um, my mother-in-law has always been very active on our farm. Um, she mixed feed on the farm. That was like her main job. Um, chopped corn. She was not a milker. She was not feeding calves. She didn't have the stereotypical women's jobs. I called my mother-in-law's phone and my father-in-law answered, which was weird. And he said, no, I don't even remember the exact words, but it was, yeah, there's an accident here and it's bad. And... I can still remember the feeling of my stomach dropping. And I whipped a shitty in the middle of the road and floored it back. I did 120 miles an hour, I think. Honestly, probably not. My car didn't go that fast, but as fast as that that Ford escape went, I went back to the farm and I pulled in the driveway. And uh, I was wearing a maxi skirt that day because I was seven and a half months pregnant and it was July and I was hot and I will never forget standing in the driveway of our farm with cops and ambulance and people everywhere. It was kind of windy that day and I started to get out of the car and go to where the people were and an officer stopped me and wouldn't let me go over there. What had happened was, I am not a crier, but this story I can't always get through. No, can never get through. So uh, what happened was my mother-in-law was mixing feed like she always does that morning, and she'd gotten out of the mixer truck and forgot to put it in park. She's parked on the flat, but there was just enough of an incline that the truck started to roll. This is a big old truck with a a TMR mixer mounted on the back of it, It weighs a lot. So the truck started to roll. My mother-in-law was 64 at the time, and she tried to just hop back up in the truck to stop it before it ran into one of our buildings. But her foot slipped and she didn't get back in the truck and the truck went over her. That morning she had her cell phone in her pocket. She tried yelling for help after that happened and nobody could hear her because my husband was in the parlor milking cows and my father-in-law was up in the building which is on the other side of the farm from where she was scraping manure. Nobody could hear her. My husband's aunt was riding her bike. I guess she thought she heard someone yelling for help, but she stopped. She didn't hear it again, and so she kept riding. And thank God that... Even though her pants had been ripped off as the truck went over her, they weren't real far. She crawled her way to her cell phone and called 911. And uh, we're very, very fortunate that one of the first responders um, for our local volunteer firefighters lives right down the road. He was there first. My father-in-law didn't know anything happened until a squad pulled in the driveway and said, where is the injured person? He didn't know. At the same time, my husband's best friend, who is on the local fire department, called my husband and said, what is going on out there, because he had heard the page. He didn't go because he's like, I can't do this. If this is really something, that I, I can't do this. So my, my husband's best friend called him and said, what's going on there? My husband said, "I what are you talking about? And he goes, you need to go outside. So there they saw my mother-in-law with her leg pretty much shattered. I mean... Shattered isn't even the right word. Mangled. MedFlight came, got her to the hospital. They amputated just above the knee. She spent five months in the hospital. And it now has a walker and a prosthetic and a wheelchair that she alternates between the use of. But it changed all of our lives forever that day. And uh, I'll never forget that damn skirt whipping in the wind as I stood there completely helpless, unable to do with it. And we're very lucky she's still here. But it has completely changed how we do things on our farm. Now, instead of being annoyed at employees who carry their cell phones, we get mad when somebody doesn't have their cell phone on them. We want to make sure that everyone is connected to someone somehow when they're working on the farm. We're much better about slowing down, making sure that we have some sleep, doing things differently so that our kids never see that was a rude way to learn that lesson. But we're all here. And we're getting through it. I had a lot of PS PTSD after that. It really affected me. And that's been hard for me to work through. But being seven and a half months pregnant sure didn't help any of that. But we were here on the other side and think about things a lot a lot differently than we than we used to. So my story is different than your story. Are you ready? Do you have enough bread Whoa, that was a full glass and it is gone. All right, that ought to help.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your mom.
0: So I think it was back before a specific day. I grew up on my family, managed a ranch, and it was my mom and my dad that managed the place. We had several employees that helped us and worked through it, but my mom took care of, wasn't just a bookkeeper, but like took care of, all of the records. Every tag that came in or came out. And we're talking about 12,000 head of stock or cattle and 1,200 head of mom and cows and all of their cats every year. say 12,000? 12, 12,000. Oh. And she could tell you which tags were on the place. Right. right. She knew. Which groups they were in, where, where they cost, what they went out, when they were going into the feed yard and when they were coming out.
1: Mm-hmm. She had her.
0: She, she had her shit together. together. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. And... Early mornings. So I can remember summers. She's gone before we got up to make sure that we got all that stuff together because we had a buying station and put all that stuff together. And my dad kept the whole crew's running and making sure that all the, can- all the cattle were fed, cared for, vaccinated, and going out in the feed yards on time. Did and
1: this was all on top of being a mom to three boys.
0: To three boys. And right? two
1: boys tires me out. And I can't imagine that three boys is easier.
0: Right. Right. So I was um, 17, the summer after my senior year. at kind of the pinnacle of our operation. We'd built, no advertising, just our neighbors coming and selling cattle. So we had a buying station and bought all the cattle through there. So if you're not familiar with that, it's like an auction market. We had certified scales and we bought the cattle as the sole buyer. People would bring their cattle to our barn that we'd built for this. So through, we'd been doing this for several years. So we'd built a special barn with sorting pens to be able to hold a thousand cattle rolling through every single week. That's yeah. that's a big piece for, you know, just a family-operated ranch. Oh, yeah. So we had, you know, a pretty sizable barn where we were just, you know, had had pens to be able to run cattle across the scales. And then we'd run and vaccinated. And my mom was one that she wasn't just in the office. So when I said she was up and at the office before we boys woke up, it's because she was getting all of the numbers and paperwork done so that she could be at the chute. Giving the row growing plants, giving the vaccinations, holding right. the till for the castration. It's right. like part
1: she, of it. She's not a farm wife.
0: No. no. She was right there at, right there beside it. She got frustrated when they were working cattle without her, when they rode the horses out to gather a pen of cattle ready to go to feed yard without her.
1: Yeah. Did she ride? She rode. Yeah.
0: And was absolutely right there beside. She got frustrated when she couldn't be there as part of the operation working the cattle. And she also got frustrated when someone else had to help and take us boys to a 4-H meeting. Right. Like she right. got frustrated. She wanted to be both. She wanted to be both. It's so bad.
1: Right.
0: And I vividly remember that. Like, But I'm like, Linnell can take us to this 4-H meeting. It's it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mary can take us to, you know, their right. the boys are going to the same place. Right. Like I remember as a, as a 16-year-old, like it's, it's all right. And very passionate.
1: Yeah. But we're talking that. about her in the past tense.
0: Yes. I was 17 and I had gotten frustrated as any teenage boy would be and had gone off and worked at, gotten a summer job at Tractor Supply because I didn't want to work with my parents. Normal. And so I had You're done the that. oldest. Oldest of three. And so obviously still came home and took care of the calves and my cows at home after working at Tractor Supply. And so we, it's about two and a half hours to Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. I had the dreams of going to University of Arkansas and being a rancher. Mm-hmm coming back and helping my dad run the operation well because I was in 4-h I was leader and my mom moved me into campus dorms a week early because I was gonna be on leadership and helping other students through orientation and moving in and so I vividly remember a week before classes started my mom moving me in first generation to college Mm -hmm. and she moved me in my dorm room And we got over there and she sat down on the bed and cried
1: because that's what moms do when their baby goes, goes off, to off to college
0: i said don't worry about it it's okay she's like well don't call me well, will i'll let you get started on classes so i didn't call her that week yeah my dad called me once but i you know she's like i could hear her in the background don't call him he's 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 in college. At college right so didn't call we didn't talk the entire week saturday came or was it friday it was friday August 18th. Yeah. I'm sitting here going through some of my stuff, getting ready to... The next days a lot of campus As students are moving in, I'm kind of being my organized self and going through my class schedule, and there was a knock at my dorm room door, and it was a childhood friend from church whose grandfather lived in town, and he was there with her. And they said, hey, there's been an accident at home. Well, probably want to pack a bag and come home with us. I'm like, okay. I didn't right. Think much of it So we went to their house Outside of Fayetteville And waiting around a little bit As they were kind of Her grandparents Were packing their bags Or whatever And I'm like Well I'll just call home And
1: Yeah see what's going on See
0: what's going on What we're doing And I called my dad's phone And it wasn't my dad It wasn't my mom It was the guy Who on the ranch Who happens to be a heart surgeon And he answered Oh dad And he had to break the news to me That the accident Was that my mom had died so I'm crying again. <laughs> and
1: and I will note that this is, we've been friends for eight or nine years now, and this is the first time I am hearing all of this. Yeah. So
0: Ryan so, keeps this
1: close to the vest. So if you're listening,
0: whiskey's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but
1: this is so important. That's why we're doing
0: this. So two and a half hour drive home, get there. All right. My house is filled with people. All right. The next week was a nightmare yeah 17 years old and and your mom my mom it was 38 yeah. young
1: yeah what happened
0: we you know the busy buying station sorting lots of cattle and my mom always had to be right there and could hold her own absolutely i don't hold that against her but she had taken the lead on a sorting gate in the scale and a calf hit the gate
1: and she was between the gate
0: and, the and she ended fence. up between the gate and the fence was crushed and that was it my brothers were there they were in the back 40 so you say and didn't see it but my dad did and that's all it took yeah it was one calf one hitting a gate
1: in one spot where you shouldn't have been but you've been there a million times before and it was fine right
0: right we've all been sitting there sorting cattle behind the gate right. and it was just knowing where to move Newton, she knew right yeah even though you know, we've been through this, we just, you know, de- had just designed the barn for this, sorting right. cattle. Even though you know this is what we're going to do, you never think it's going to happen to you.
1: Right. When you design for safety, it's like, you know, just so bad things don't happen. But it would not never happen to us. It's just so they don't happen to those other people. Right. That the things happen
0: to. Right. And so I was 17 and I'm almost gone, off to college. I had no clue what to do. Thank God I had several friends that I had grown up with in church and 4-H that were there at school at Fayetteville with me, and I drank my way through my freshman year of school. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: yeah. Um, you know, there's
0: different ways to deal with
1: things, and at 17, 18 years old, because you turned 18 the week after. Or uh, so, week seven
0: days after. before my 18th birthday. Yeah. So, you know. And yeah. I had friends that made sure I was tucked in on the couch.
1: Those are good friends.
0: <laughs> but I also had friends that talked me through it and that's what you need it was really i mean my dad he got married in a year that my stepmom's an awesome person her husband died of cancer the same summer right has uh, two and daughters the same, the same age as my two you, brothers you,
1: you got some uh, some sisters and out of the deal and
0: but it's never it's not the same it's not the same you you can't cope the same way you can't cover the same way when Your you're not there my i feel like my my family moved on and i wasn't there A lot of other things, but that's something that changes your direction in life.
1: Every day of your life, right? It's changed by one day. And that's the the whole reason that we want to talk about farm safety, is because we don't want any more people to have a one day that changes every other day in their life, right? Right. So if you're listening to this, we want you, first of all, to ignore the fact that my dog is whining in the background. (laughs) And we want you to stop and think about what you're doing if you're on the farm. Look around you and see what's missing a PTO guard that needs to have that guard back on. What thing are you limping through as it is, even though everyone knows it's not exactly safe to have that like that?
0: We'll fix it next week. Right. Or, you know, we're building a new barn. That costs extra money. We'll just go without that. We laugh at those OSHA standards. (laughs) Guilty.
1: Yeah, there's that whole TikTok audio. Have you seen that with the uh, come with me and we'll be in a world of OSHA violations? Yeah, um, I watch those videos and I laugh and I also go, yeah, no, we no, stupid shit is stupid shit
0: and they're there for a reason.
1: All right. So stop. Get some sleep if you need it. Nothing is worth losing someone you love or having someone you love hurt take the time to do it right. I'm giving you a pause so you can say what you need to say yet. Because you've got something there. I can see it.
0: I still have a tough time talking about it. And I don't want anybody else to have to do that.
1: That's fair. I'd say we could raise a glass for a toast to your mom, but she would not like that. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) But that's okay. She loves you anyways. The end.